Happy St. Patrick's Day! Yay! So excited for a day off work during lockdown. It's going to make all the difference. <laughs> Sorry to rub it in, Miriam. I know you don't get that. Wait, do you have a day off? Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's a Wednesday, so this is a bang in the middle of the week. It's so oh, nice. Oh, hump mm-hmm. day is off. That's great. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do anything for St. Patrick's Day? <sighs> Drink in the house. I don't know. <laughs> Drink outside in the open. Will you watch like an Irish movie or something? You should watch Darby O'Gill. Something like that. Do you know what I might do? And I feel like I'm in Egypt. I didn't know about this. Apparently this has always been a thing. But McDonald's do a green milkshake. But I never knew that. Do they do it in the north? I know they do it in America. Yeah, I feel don't. Like, I feel like I've never seen because it. People are like, oh my God, that's always been a thing. Why are you so excited? I'm like, well, I've never seen I've this. I've never this is so seen cool it. to me. Because I'm intrigued what the flavour would be. Would it be mint or, you I believe know? it's mint. It's bound to be mint. But it's like proper green. Like, yeah, I'm really excited. That sounds so fun. Mm, so oh, might good. do that. Big plans. <laughs> Big plans. <laughs> do people celebrate it in Hong Kong? Yes. Like, yeah, all of the, the expats go out and they just you know drink and yeah, get drunk excuse to drink yeah but i might go there's a bar that is doing like green beer and all the oh, cocktails fun. are going to be green it's just green yeah 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 warning me time and murder is intended for mature audiences listener discretion is advised <laughs> oh for god's sake here dancing goes. around him reciting poetry <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> Oh my god! That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh well, big surprise. Oh god. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Therese, what are you drinking? Today I have a tea that we've never talked about before. It's new to me. I think it'll be new to you. So it's a company called Kib. K-I-B. And they're herbal teas this is how they describe them that are flavor forward and planet positive what flavor i am having their chamomile lemon balm and lavender and the packaging is out of this world you guys it is just the nicest tea packaging i've ever seen what are you drinking today i am drinking marks and spencer's strawberry and raspberry infusion and what about your face or hair what are you doing today i'm using a garnier moisture balm tissue mask um this one is the pink one. Oh, it's for dull skin so there's lots of different ones depending on your skin type this is um i have i have a lot of these but this is the one with the flower and it's pink and it's yeah so it's super hydrating it's just the hyaluronic acid as always so yeah what about you what are you doing oh my god i don't know how to pronounce it it is saint eve's Aiki blueberry and chia seed oil. Is it Aiki? A chia? A kia? A sia? Oh, a kai berry. A kai. Well, yes. that's how Akai. I say it. I'm not sure if that's correct. No, it's mm-hmm. acai. Acai? That's it. That's what it There's is. No e oh, I'm it. sure on that. It's acai. It's the purple. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely acai. Yeah, I yeah. remember when that craze came out. It started like a few years ago. We were in like Brazil. And there was all these shops everywhere. I'm not sure, does it grow there or something? But it was everywhere. And we were mm-hmm. like, what is this? And we hadn't really copped on. Like, we hadn't heard about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a superfood and all of that. So yeah, I, I, I wonder what it's doing to your face. Well, it says that superfood is not for your 
is not only for your smoothies, but it's also for your face. It says on it, don't flush me. I don't flush my sheet masks, but like... Oh my God, I guess some people do, that? do. That's so, yeah. That's really strange, isn't it? I haven't seen that on another sheet mask. It says, don't flush me, exclamation mark. I like that, that they're reminding people that, you know, it doesn't really dissolve in yeah. water. What is that orange drink? It's got like a square bottom on the glass. Oh, yeah, we went to Bubba Gump Shrimp. That's what it is. It's just like some, I don't know, some crappy cocktail. It was okay. It wasn't amazing. But um, you get to keep the, the cups. No way. Is that crab claws? So I got, it was intense. It was deep fried shrimp, deep fried crab, deep fried fish. And what's the blue drink? It was like a blue Hawaiian coconutty pineapple type thing. Very nice. I'm living vicariously through you because we don't I get to go it. out. I sat yesterday and had an espresso martini Ooh. at 2pm nice. on my own. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, well, Dan was there, but he wasn't drinking. So if you're drinking Oh, alone, well, then you're like, basically on your own. I was basically on my you. own, you know, like he was, he was about to go for a run. So he's like, I'm not having a drink before I go for a run. So I was like, ah, yeah, it was. It'll uh, make it more interesting. It was sad. It was a very sad experience. But How did you make the espresso martini? It was from a can. Yeah, the story does oh. not get better. <laughs> it had been sat in my fridge for so long. Okay, yeah. espresso martini is one of these things. I can't find a time to drink it uh-huh. because I don't want to drink it too late at night. It's going to keep me up all night. It'll keep you up. But then yes. if you drink it too yeah. early in the day, it's like not appropriate to be drinking. Oh, so no. I've never found the time to drink this can. It's been in my fridge for weeks, months maybe. Anyway, that's my story. All right. Before we start this, I want to say that there is a little bit in this story that is quite graphic. It's only it's only like it's very quick. We we go through it very quickly, so don't worry about it. There's a little bit of graphic content of mutilation and sexual assault. Oh god. And um, it's not too it's not too much. Okay. It's bearable. So today we're going to talk about Kieran Kelly, Irish serial killer. Do you know him? That name sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. But I can't really say that I know what happened. Okay, well then I will tell you. Kieran Patrick Kelly was born in Rath Downey, Leash, Ireland in 1928. When Kieran was 25, he and his mate Christy Smith moved to London. Now, throughout this story, Kieran mostly worked odd jobs and was a petty thief and a pickpocketer. And he also sort of appears to be homeless. It seems that he was living rough the whole way throughout his time in London Aww. and the whole way through this case. Mm-hmm. Do we know how long he was there? A long time, was it? Uh, I think it was like over 30 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Kieran spent most of his days being a drunken nuisance as well as hunting and killing what he called poofters. What? Mm. Poofters? Wait a minute. Is that a slur against homosexual people i don't know i'm saying it because that's what he said i have not heard that term in a long time i don't think it's like a commonly used slur around nah, the world it's kind it's of a bit of an old man thing isn't it it's definitely thing, all yeah it's very negative so he what did he do he beat them up he hunted them what the well this is what he would say 
was his hobby for 30 years. I always wonder when people are so obsessed with a particular set of people, it's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I wonder why. Why do you want to be mm-hmm. so close to them? Mm-hmm. Why are you so angry mm-hmm. at them? Why are you so angry? What's the struggle? On Christmas Day, 1975, he's been in London for quite a few years, actually decades at this point. Okay, wow. Hector Fisher was found dead, dressed as Santa in Clapham Church Graveyard. Oh no, a dead Santa in a graveyard. This is grim. Doesn't it remind Could you, you of... That? Remind you of what, sorry? It's like Stephen Porter or Stephen Port. Yeah, I'm getting the that vibe all right. Dead in a... I think it was like a wall beside a graveyard or beside a church at least, wasn't it? The, with Stephen Port. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Hector was an elderly beggar who had been stabbed repeatedly in the head and neck. Dear God. Mm-hmm. Hector had last been seen on Christmas Eve hanging out with a bunch of men who were also dressed as Santa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is sad. I mean, they're having such like a normal Christmas Eve like night out. Yeah, they're you having a crap. Oh. Yeah. So on Christmas Day, unfortunately, they find him dead. Police called in dozens of these uh, Santa suspects, including Ke- including Kieran Kelly. However, police had no evidence to link a murder charge, like no knife or witness or whatever. They just mm-hmm. knew that he was in the area at that time. Mm-hmm. And so Kieran was let go. But, spoiler alert, it was Kieran. Yeah, getting that vibe. I wonder, was <laughs> Kieran also dressed as a Santa that night? Maybe, maybe that's how he got called in. Can you imagine seeing a Santa kill another Santa? Oh, that'd be fucked up. Mental. That's like a horror movie. Yeah. Write that down. In 1977, a year and a half later, 68-year-old Maurice Wiley was found dead on the streets of Soho. Poor Maurice had his face and genitals had been brutally stabbed and mutilated. Dear God. And the neck of a broken bottle had been shoved up his anus. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Oh, God. Kieran's got some issues. Oh, he got issues, yes. Like, my God. Okay. I mean, stabbing, multiple stab wounds, multiple stab wounds to the face is personal it's so personal and gentles is like so sexual, sexual. as well as obviously yeah, there's, a, there's a the bottle there's, there's, a, a, there's like a sexual element to it <sighs> yeah Jeepers. Yeah. it's okay that's that's the that was the worst I had a one feeling that that was it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's pretty oh it's pretty grim but police swiftly found a drunk kieran and a drunk acquaintance who has no name but we'll just call him john Okay. Kieran and John were wandering around Soho, intoxicated, with blood all over their clothes. Dear God. And so the police were like, hey, you guys, come on in. So they pulled them in for questioning. John quickly squealed and told the police that he had witnessed Kieran brutally murder and mutilate Maurice. And was even able to recount all of the details and everything that Kieran had done to Maurice. Wow. So Kieran was arrested and put in jail and charged with murder. But six months later, when it came to the trial, Kieran's lawyer argued that the state's key witness, John, was a notorious alcoholic and blind drunk at the time of Maurice's murder. So again, Kieran was acquitted, released from jail without charges. John quickly disappeared and was never seen or heard from again. Oh, John dead. 
He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good guess. <laughs> yeah. Six months after six months after the Maurice murder trial in May 1983, an elderly unnamed beggar was nearly killed when he fell onto the tube tracks at London's Kensington station. Oh God, that's so scary. Oh. I hate that about the tubes, the way it's just so open. Oh, I hate it. Thankfully, the train driver managed to stop in time and the man was unhurt. Many witnesses in Kensington Many witnesses in Kensington Station said, uh no, he didn't fall. He was pushed. Oh. That man, pointing at Kieran Kelly, pushed him. Kieran was arrested and charged for attempted murder. But yet again, when it came to trial, the jury were unable to decide if this was, in fact, an attempted murder or an accident. How you accidentally push someone so hard that they go all the way over the edge? I know, right? I don't know. Unless he was really close to the edge already. I don't know. Uh-huh. Why does he keep getting off? What year is this off. again? It's like the late 70s. Oh, wait. Uh, no, early 80s. Early 80s. Uh, that might explain some of it, but still shouldn't have been getting away with so much. Yeah. It's not that long ago, like. It's not that long ago. Yeah. I don't know when CCTV footage came in. But just in terms of, like, evidence and stuff. You know, we in technology, they had a lot back then. So it's like, come on. And so he was acquitted and released without charge. A few months later, on August 4th, Kieran was back in a holding jail. This time he was charged with robbery and public drunkenness. So I suppose he was like in a drunk drunk tank. Yeah. While in the drunk tank, there was another uh, homeless guy called William Boyd. No, get out of there. He's going to kill you. William was very loudly sleeping off his hangover. And this loud snoring got on Karen's last nerves as he was also hungover and experiencing withdrawal. So, to end the snoring, Kieran crushed William's skull, I assume with his foot, then Kieran took off his socks, tied them in a knot to make a noose, and proceeded to strangle William Boyd to death. Was the skull crushing not enough? That's what I wondered, but this is apparently what happened. But this guy does that. He does overkill, like, the bottle earlier, yes. the broken bottle, like, that, all of that overkill. He's this yeah, angry, angry dude. Right. I mean, the fact that that can happen, that there's no one watching them, or... Oh, there was another guy in the drunk tank who's seen the whole thing. Oh, God. Oh, how, oh like, he's traumatised. Jeepers. The next morning, police found William dead on the floor. Oh, God. While the other guy who was in there, the other cellmate, who witnessed the whole thing, was freaking out, cowering in the corner, begging the police to protect him. Please separate me from Kieran. He is, he is a psycho. And he told the police everything that Kieran had, had just done. Mm-hmm. They looked over at Kieran, and Kieran was sat on the bed, smiling. So detectives brought Kieran in for questioning, obviously. They've already got him. And at this point, the police thought he was just a homeless alcoholic and petty thief. Because remember, he had been acquitted of the murder and the attempted murder charges previously. Yeah. So Kieran confesses, yes, I killed William Boyd. I crushed his skull and strangled him. For whatever reason, Kieran decided to keep on going. He confessed to the police the other crimes he had gotten away with. He confessed to the Christmas murder of Hector Fisher and the murder of Maurice Wiley and the attempted murder of the elderly beggar. He then went on to describe even more murders 
for he was not even suspected. <laughs> I I think it's like he's been caught, so he knows they ha- literally have him. Mm. And he, it's now. I think this is a pride thing now. Like, look at all that I've done. Oh, I suppose you're saying. I see. I never thought about. It. I was like, why is he telling them? So you're saying, like, if he's going to go away for one, he may as well tell them everything. Yeah, because I think it goes. It's like, it's like you don't want to just be put away for one, and one that is so easily solved. Like it was clearly him. There was three people in there. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's pretty obvious it's him. So it's just, yeah, I think he his pride is sort of coming out now. Ugh. Um, and I think people like that sometimes enjoy telling other people the sordid details and kind of watching them squirm mm-hmm. a bit. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think he's loving this attention. Kieran told the police that he was successful in killing another man by pushing him onto the train tracks in Oval Station. Only days after the Kensington station attack on the elderly beggar. Oh my god. So because it didn't, you know, he, he it, it didn't work, he was like, oh, I gotta do it again. I gotta yeah. get my result that I wanted. What? Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. Well, to me, it's bizarre for a homeless person to be killing other homeless people. It's like, mm-hmm. that's your people. Why are you, like, you're in the same boat as them. Like, would you not be sympathising with them? Why are you attacking them? Like, I just don't... Yeah. Maybe it happens mm-hmm. more than I think, but I just find that weird. You think that they would, like, have camaraderie? That's what I would think, yeah. Or maybe they do, and just he didn't. He's just the... Yeah, the odd one, yeah. Maybe. You get psychos everywhere. Yeah, it's true. He also bragged about how he had killed John, the notorious witness alcoholic who had disappeared once Kieran was acquitted and released. Mm-hmm. Remember the guy who, who squealed? Mm-hmm. So he killed him and nobody ever noticed that John disappeared. And I so find that Kieran so was sad. Never it's questioned. almost like no one cares because they're like, yeah. maybe they're a bit transient as well. Like sometimes they're in London, sometimes they're not. And how yeah, do you keep track around. of someone like that with no address? And Yeah, it's very sad. I'm wondering when... Christy Smith is going to come back into this. Oh my Sounds god! Sounds like such a fake name. No, it's a real name. It's literally the next sentence. I, I, I was, I was, I was thinking <laughs> it. I, I could feel it. Oh, what has he done to Christy? <laughs> Wait, that was years ago. He moved to Ireland. Yes. No, he moved. Sorry, he yes. moved from Ireland to London with this guy. Yes. So you'd want to be buds if you're moving together. So what has he done to this person who is history with? Mm-hmm. So Karen admitted that he murdered his best mate from Ireland, Christy Smith. Oh my god. See, Karen and Christy moved to London together from Ireland in 1953. So after a few weeks of being in London, one day they were both heading out to the Queen's coronation. As you do. Very casual. Do you really think that they want to go watch that? <laughs> <laughs> No, they were not going to watch it. They were going to go pickpocketing. Yeah, I was thinking it just didn't seem like their kind of gig. So I was like, why are they? What's going on? What? Yeah, see, people are like standing, staring up, waiting for her to come out. And you would Mm -hmm. be kind of, you'd be distracted. It's a good opportunity. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They're on their way to the Queen's coronation. And while in the underground waiting for the train, Christy says to Kieran, don't you think you should settle down and get a wife? Sure, you're 25. Christy said that to Kieran. Yeah. Okay. Now, because Kieran kicked with the other foot and Christy didn't know that, mm-hmm. Kieran, instead of interpreting this as a conversational topic, like which is a normal thing to talk about, yeah. when are you going to get married? 
Karen interpreted this as an accusation of being gay. Oh my god, that's because it's all a he thinks about. Which was illegal in 1953. Oh my god. Like you could go to jail for it. Oh my god, wait, it was illegal, illegal. Illegal, illegal. In you would go London to jail. At that, in England at that time. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. That's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. That's it's very shocking. Really, really weird. So like it, like when our parents were alive, it was illegal. Yeah, that's it was illegal, yeah. That's really weird. So Kieran freaked and was also worried that Christy would tell his family and friends back home that he was gay. But I don't think Christy actually nah. knew that he was gay. Just Kieran was being paranoid. And even maybe if he did know, maybe he would have been cool about it. I think this is Kieran's problem is he doesn't even give people a chance. He just mm-hmm. sees it as a negative thing and he's just gone crazy. Yeah, it's like he's being brought up that being gay is wrong mm-hmm. and it's a sin. So he hates himself and he hates uh, like the urges and he hates other gay people. I think he's angry because yeah. he can't have what he wants either. He's not allowing himself yeah. to have what he wants. Yeah. He's frustrated. and The world, society isn't allowing him to have it either. But it's like, why are you hurting everyone else? Like this is going to sound horrible, but if he hurt himself, do you know, like why... Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. that fact that he's externalising it. It's just like, he's just... Ugh. So he was freaking out that he would tell his friends and family back home. So as the train pulled into the station, Kieran pushed his friend onto the tracks and boom, he had committed his first murder within the first few weeks of living in London. Dear God. Mm-hmm. Like, also how obsessed are you with yourself? Like kill someone else just so that people even if he did know he was gay like mm-hmm. no one cares like even mm-hmm. if he did tell a few people it's not like he had so much to lose <laughs> he was homeless uh-huh. in London <laughs> if people find out it's like you know what I mean not like you're gonna yeah, lose right. your job or you're gonna like I mean you might get arrested because it's illegal but I don't know that he's acted on it and he's getting arrested anyway for like doing violence so like <laughs> it's just like what is the logic with this guy <laughs> Oh what is God. logic, Kieran? Kieran, Kieran, Kieran. So it is assumed that Kieran had an internal battle with being gay, with being gay and being homo- homophobic at the same time. Yeah, that's gotta be confusing. That's what it is. It led him to lash out, particularly at men. Yeah. It is unknown why Kieran decided to randomly spill the beans after 30 plus years of getting away with all these murders. But a year later, in June 1984, when Kieran Kelly was about 56, he was convicted uh, of the Hector Fisher murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Seemingly unfazed about taking a life, Kieran departed from the courtroom with a cheerful Happy Christmas to you all. What? Was it Christmas time? I think it's because Hector Fisher was found in a Santa suit. That's what I was wondering. Is it connected to that? It's so sick and so what, gross. So what, why would your brain think to say that? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's not remorseful he, whatsoever? No, it doesn't seem like he's remorseful. Wow. Uh, it doesn't seem like he was ever remorseful. Ever. Like I would be scared to put him in a prison with loads of other men. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. I take it he didn't commit any more crimes, did he? Or? I don't think so. A few days after, he also received a second life sentence for the murder of William Boyd. Mm-hmm. Kieran admitted to five murders, but it is likely that Kieran has killed more men. Mm. Kieran could be one of Britain's most prolific murderers if the 31 suspected murders in the London underground can be proved. 31 suspected are linked to him? 
Uh-huh. Dear God. Uh-huh. Are they mainly people being pushed in front of the trains? Is that? Yes. Right. Yes. Jeez, yes. So there is about 30 deaths and they're suspected murders that all happened on the northern line, on this right. one line. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, I mean, if it had been him, would he have not admitted because he seemed to like admitting? Now, this is me speculating. Maybe he admitted to the people he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, if you just push a yeah. random or you don't know their name, how you how you're you like me. explain and say who that? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Or and maybe he was so drunk also, he doesn't remember pushing doesn't, them. I mean, thirty's a lot of people, but also he's drunk, so you don't always remember things very yeah. well. So apparently, but unproven, Kieran would stalk his victims oh. and then just nudge them in front of the oncoming train. It was literally my worst nightmare. I know, it's so scary. Oh, it's horrible. Apologies to any London listeners. I know. <laughs> I think people are already conscious of it already. It's it's I know. It, go, it definitely Stand goes through Stand behind the mind. yellow line. Oh, I hate it. Just stay way back. I know yeah. sometimes you can't, though, because there's just so many people that you I'm can't so, stay so back. so busy. Kieran Kelly died in prison in 2001. Wow, what a bastard. Okay, so he could be one of the most prolific serial killers. So how come he is unknown? Yeah, well, I'll tell you why he's unknown. People don't care about why? homeless. People don't care about gay homeless men. Mm-hmm. There's your answer. Yeah. Pretty yes, much. this that could that is like an obvious like answer. But also mm. there is a conspiracy theory that Scotland Yard like didn't release these murders on purpose. Because why? Because they couldn't prove them or because they what? So the details of Kieran's uh murders were not like re- published until 2015. What? Yeah, nobody knew about them until 2015. It was a former detective who had like access to his files um he wrote a book geoff platt and he delved into kieran's life arrests crimes and statements according to platt when police were called to the scene of a london underground death kieran would always be there and would give a statement to the police oh he would say that the person who had just died was suicidal and stressing about marriage and money problems right before stepping in front of a train oh my god there, platt also theorizes that scotland yard covered up his crimes of pushing people because they didn't want to cause public hysteria mm, i get that still not okay to not disclose but i i get the reasoning yeah like it would be very scary but yeah i think that like they were able to not publish the crimes and the deaths because they were homeless. They were able mm-hmm. to... That's it, yeah. Okay, and that's the end of the case. Wow, well done. Goodbye, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Slana Walia. Such an Irish name, Kieran Kelly. I don't know, I'm just always like, what if someone just pushed you? Oh, They could, easily. Of course they easily. could, yeah. Oh, that's horrible. I just stay well, well back. Yeah, it's really creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there's not more. Ac- I wonder how many accidental deaths there are. There's probably a few. Do you remember that mm. horror movie about the tubes in London? I remember that. Oh I think God, about it all the time. One of our worst. It, it was just awful. Awful. That and The Descent, those two really stayed with oh, me. Oh, The Descent. Oh. I still, it, it still freaks me out. Oh, it's hard. I hate it. I it's hate the, it. 
Especially the end. The end when is the worst. You, she thinks she's got out. Oh, oh that killed me. That I wasn't right after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Oh my god, I was livid. Yeah, well, you just don't know what you do with yourself. There's no resolve. Yeah, it's just like I hate endings like that. Yeah, I hate when horror movies don't like resolve themselves. Yeah, and totally. Like, I need yeah. to know that the killer is dead, or I need yeah. to know that she got out and she's okay. Think of the twists yeah. of people that make those movies. Write that. Think of the twisted people who watch it. <laughs> For entertainment. There's a demand. No, we do it to ourselves. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page. 